Oh, that's smart. See, you're a good person. I'm just a loser. The- <laughs> I, I have no excuse. Well, it's okay. You have things going on. Don't I, talk about yourself uh, like that. I pretend to. <laughs> you're the handsome lady. What's up, Geeks? Burner 1.0, and I'm here with uh, Liggy Smalls. You did it. <laughs> I did it, and I couldn't, I'm couldn't. i not going to be able to contain myself. Uh, I'm here with Liggy Smalls. We're here to talk some Royal Rumble history as well as look ahead. Uh, we like to look back in the history books and then predict our own history books, uh, whatever. Uh, so, you uh, contacted me because of our mutual friend, Seth. We talked about that on the previous podcast. Mm-hmm. And then you said the Royal Rumble. Is your favorite pay-per-view every year? Every single year. I could not tell you how much I love this. I watch every Rumble match leading up to the Royal Rumble. It's getting harder to do because, you know, they keep adding new ones every year. Right. Uh, but I, I love the Rumble. Um, I It's just one of those things that if there's anything that I could do a podcast on, it's going to be just useless facts about the Royal Rumble and small details from it. Like I, I just love that match so much. And here we are to make your it. dreams come true. Dreams fulfilled. I have nothing else to live for after this. Whoa. Okay. Well, that's not true. You've got, you've got a <laughs> wife and kids. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> it's fine. They don't know. They don't know yeah, that your love. She's not going to listening and they're three. So whatever. Oh yeah. See, they're going to grow up though. And they're going to listen to this. They're going to be like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) dad does not love us as much as the Royal Rumble. When they archive this as this is Austin Brunner's first foray into social media before he became famous. And they'll listen to this and be like, dad, you were on this. I'm like, no, it's another leaky smalls. What do you mean? When I became famous, I already am famous. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Part of the geekiverse. We're a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I, I can't remember. Am I supposed to be kissing your butt or Josiah's? I keep, <laughs> uh, I keep flipping back and forth. Don't ever kiss Josiah's butt. He has nothing to do with this. He's barely okay. even part of the Geekiverse. It's yeah. not like it was his brainchild or anything. Oh, that guy. That's stupid. I've never idiot. met him. Really? I've never met him. No, I've, I mean, the only person I've really talked to from the Geekiverse is Seth, and then uh, my friend Nate does the Memory Machine podcast. Oh, that's Nate. Yeah. That's the wrestler Nate. No, different Nate. Different Nate, okay. Different Nate, no. I'm excited. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, this is um, Nate from college. The memory machine is dope. I love the memory machine. I love it. Dude, every every couple Wednesdays, man, when they come out, oh my God. I always text him. I'm like, happy memory machine day. And he goes, <laughs> I know, I made it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did that. We're, we're getting way off track. All right, Royal Rumbles. Uh, Royal Rumbles. So something uh, Harrison, I believe, and I, Harrison Beebe and I used to do was top five favorite Survivor Series, top five favorites, uh, Hell in a Cell, whatever we did. We did a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And you were like, hey, let's do top five Royal Rumbles. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I don't know about you. Well, you said you were. When did you? When did you start getting back into wrestling? I see. This is interesting. I did not become a fan of professional wrestling until I was already a junior in high school. Wow. So I, it was 2003. I honestly, it, it's the weirdest thing, but I completely missed the Attitude Era. It's not one of those things where I, you know, saw it when I was four and I was hooked, and then just never grew out of it. It was, I saw it. I actively enjoyed it and decided this will be something that I will enjoy for the rest of my life. And so far it has been, but yeah, it's been 
I started in 2003 with the Survivor Series, actually, when it was uh, Team Lesnar versus Team Angle. Yeah. yeah. And that was really the first match that I watched. And then, uh, well, well, we'll get to the rest of it later because coming up is something on my list of uh, top five rumbles. So, Definitely. but yeah, I was, you know, that's have, when I started. Have you seen the rumbles before then previously? Have I watched the rumbles before 2003? Yes. Yes. Okay. I have gone back and watched them all. All of them. Jesus. Okay. So yeah, you, your list might be vastly different than mine. Cause I definitely have not gone <laughs> back. Um, I, I, I am doing a project right now with Benjamin Raven from the court of nerds. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going back and watching a lot of something, but it's not the rumble. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. It's called a tease. Intrigue. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I've been, I've been doing this for like three, four weeks now and it's just, it's so time consuming, but so awesome to go back and watch. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's a tease. We'll get to the rumbles right now. So let's, we're going to do our top five favorite Royal rumble matches. Now I have a feeling our list might be vastly different. Um, go ahead and hit me with your number five. All right, so my number five for Royal Rumbles uh, is going to be the 2011 Royal Rumble match. Okay. This is the match where they extended it to 40 yep. instead of the regular 30. And um, they had a couple of special entrants in Diesel and Booker T. And that, honestly, having those two surprises was good enough to get on my list. Uh, the way they booked the match, it, the good thing about having 40 men, uh, having 40 men in the Rumble is that all these little things that you want to do with 30 men, you can do and then add some more. So you can build up somebody like CM Punk who came in with Nexus. Nexus just decimated the first half of the rumble. And then super Cena came in and cleared them all out. But (laughs) it was, you know, you could have a group just sit in there for five minutes and just pick people apart as they come in. And that's not something that you could do because it would take too much time away from the overall rumble. Uh, and having the 40 man, they were able to do little things with, with punk coming in, um, having Miz come in and eliminate Cena, um, having, you know, more special entrance in diesel and Booker T having Del Rio come in at 32 and win it, you know, they did a lot of, of, um, they could cram more into what they wanted without it seeming like they were cramming more in. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that was mm-hmm. the first time they've ever done 40. Um, mm-hmm. And it felt, I remember watching this one, it felt long, but I didn't mind it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, exactly. They they still did the 90-second intervals, or roughly 90-second, because I don't think they have a stopwatch in the back to time. <laughs> it, but yeah, they did. So it went at least the hour. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. which is which I, it was great. It, it it was a great rumble, and they they got a lot of good spots, a lot of good ring clears, and oh, and that was the first uh, John Morrison leaping off the side, landing on the ring barricade. That, yeah. uh, excuse me, the barricade on the outside, and jumping back in, and that kind of led to Kofi Kingston being the piece that he is for the next few rumbles. Every year, we always see Kofi do something crazy, something nuts. Yeah. Um, how do how do you feel about Del Rio winning? I was okay with it. Uh, I remember sitting there with my friends, and it came down to Alberto Del Rio and Santino Morella. Yeah. My buddy Dave looked at me, and I said, I'd be okay with either one. Because I, I like Del Rio, but I think having Morella win it would have been something interesting that hadn't been done in a while. They, they've, they've teased a lot of like random winners before, and I was so excited <laughs> to see... Possibly Santino Morella win in main event WrestleMania. Yeah. 
they yeah. probably could have gotten out of him being the main event or something. Oh yeah. Something at the elimination chamber where he demands to cash in his match then and then loses it. And right. Ends up doing exactly what he did in 2011, which I don't, don't think was much. No, <laughs> there was one <laughs> elimination chamber where he almost beat Daniel Bryan, but I don't know yeah. what year yeah, that yeah. was. That was 2012. Okay. There you go. See, you're a yeah. historian. You get it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so my number five is 2010. Um, and that is really, yes. And that is strictly because of the Shawn Michaels aspect of it. Um, Okay. So he comes in and his whole goal is to win the rumble so he can face the undertaker at WrestleMania because the undertaker Mm -hmm. said no. And, uh, I'm trying to, I think he came in at like four or five. I could be wrong here. Hold on. No, he came in. Shawn Michaels. 18. 18. Yeah, he came in late. Yep, he came in late, and he was just super kicking people left and right. He's, you know, hitting his stride. He super kicks mm-hmm. Triple H, who was part of DX at the time. Yep. And I was shocked because I was like, I thought those two were just going to clear it. But he's like, dude, I, you know, it's about The Undertaker. I got to do it. It's about The Undertaker. And then uh, good old Batista finally eliminates him, and mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels just looks dismayed. Oh, and it was so good because I, I love that storyline aspect of it because it meant mm-hmm. something. The Rumble right. meant something to Shawn Michaels. And then something beyond the title shot. That, that, that did mean a lot. That was definitely a shining aspect of that match. Right, right. Um, but then we get Edge returning. And yeah. I believe it's uh, – oh, I can't remember. It's uh, the teacher guy. Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker, thank you. He mm-hmm. – holy bleep. Next thing you know, Edge is coming down the <laughs> ring and just spearing people left and right. Uh, mm-hmm. and he, and he wins the rumble and it, I, I love mm-hmm. big returns for Russell or for Royal rumble. So, yeah, uh, definitely a big return. I would say you named the only two good things about that match to me. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I, that was actually on my least favorite list. Really? <laughs> if I was really? being honest. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you look at that match, um, I don't think there was ever more than like five or six people in the ring at a time when Batista came out at number 30, uh, there, he, he was only one of four people that were in the ring. Yeah. And that's, that's after clearing everything. So I, I thought the pacing of that whole rumble was off. That, that, that might be fair. Um, but the, the Michaels thing for me, it was just, it put it aside. <laughs> and that's kind of because of retrospect. And I know how Michaels got his match with Undertaker. So I mean, right. the story, the weaving of it all just, I loved every aspect of it. Yeah. Part. No, and that's, yeah, you get a pass because that's exactly <laughs> right. The Shawn Michaels storyline with Undertaker through all of 2009 and 2010 is, is was just top notch yeah. all the way around. And then for edge, I, I believe he faced Jericho at that mania. Yes. Yes. Um, and then I don't, I think he lost, but you know him and he uh, did. Yeah. I believe Jericho blamed edge for the reason that they lost the tag team titles and then that whole thing. So also another good side storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Absolutely. Hit me with your number four. All right, my number four, and I, this is probably we're going to have some vast differences here, uh, wow. is the 1989 <laughs> Royal Rumble, the second one ever. This was the first 30-man Royal Rumble. Okay. In 1988, it was only 20 when Jim Duggan won it. Yep. Uh, and what it came down to for this match was just the amount of stars and Hall of Famers that actually entered this Royal Rumble. Uh, you had Andre the Giant. You had Demolition, you had Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, Ted DiBiase, John Studd, the Bushwhackers. These are all Hall of Famers that I'm naming here. Um, Jake Roberts 
was in it. Bad News Brown. Just so many. Big Boss Man. I guess Big Boss Man, Akeem. So the the Twin Towers were there. It's no matter who it was coming out, you believed that they could have won that match. Every single person. And so just seeing – and the pace – again, I talk about pacing a lot because you got to have a good ebb and flow to the rumble. If you know, if the ring fills up, somebody comes in, clears it out a little bit, go for a while without a lot of eliminations. Somebody comes in, clears it out again, you know, that kind of, you know, let it fill up and diminish and grow and swell and let people get thrown out. And it's sure. I, th- I think they did a really good job with that. There was a point where, um, it was just Hogan in the ring and with just Hogan being in the ring that was able to build on the mega powers exploding because, inadvertently Hulk Hogan tossed out Randy Savage and so Randy Savage is upset he comes in he starts going at Hogan everything blows up at Saturday Saturday night main event about a month later when then they that led to their Wrestlemania match yeah I mean that was the uh the whole thing with lust in his eyes yeah 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 yep yeah exactly yeah with those videos and the oh man I don't know if I've that, ever that was... watched that rumble, but from I've obviously seen the part where Hogan and Macho Man go at it. So, yeah, uh, definitely good t- context there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are definitely going to have different <laughs> different rumbles here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right, number four for Brunner. Yep, uh, it's going to be the 2008 rumble. Ah, good. Um, and there's a, I think there's a good ebb and flow in this one. Um, mm-hmm. I believe this was in Madison Square Garden, was it not? Yes, it was. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, this one, uh, just, I thought there was just so many good, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, once again, starting this off, holy mm-hmm. crap, that's awesome. Um, you had Triple H running town on everybody, which, mm-hmm. at the time, I was not a big fan of, because I was like, I'm sick of Triple H. Uh, CM Punk <laughs> made a big debut there. He was in the Rumble for like 24, 23, something like that minutes. Um, mm-hmm. You had two legends. You had, uh, uh, who was it, Piper and Snuka, I believe, were in there. Yep, McFoley came in there. Um, there was I, there was just a lot of good, a lot of good wrestlers in this match, and mm-hmm. I thought the pacing was well, like you talked about. And then, and then John freaking Cena comes back, who no one <laughs> saw coming. Um, I wasn't big into dirt sheets back then, so I didn't. Um, maybe mm-hmm. it was in the dirt sheets, and I just didn't know. Uh, but I. Ugh. John Cena freaking coming back from that injury when he was supposed to be out like six months. I think he came back in like three years, something crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. That uh, It was just epic to see him come back. And the crowd, you can't beat a big crowd reaction. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened for that one. So um, I, I just loved that whole aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. No, were you a John Cena fan at the time? Um, let's see. What, 2000, what did I say? Eight? 2000, 2008. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I probably was. I was huge into Cena when he debuted. Uh, mm-hmm. in 03 and he, you know, I'm John Cena and he faced Kurt Angle or whatever. And then he mm-hmm. did his whole rapper gimmick. And I, I was a big fan of that. Not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. and then it got to a point probably after 2008, 2007, 2008, somewhere around there where it just got to be too much. Mm-hmm. But then he went away and now he's back and I've, I've appreciated his run with AJ Styles. I appreciate what he did with the U S title so mm-hmm. it's been a love and then a weird hate and then now I'm mm-hmm. okay. I'm okay with him now. Um, yeah. So uh, it's been it's been a weird journey with John Cena and I. <laughs> it it's just been a weird journey for I think yeah fans in general with John Cena. Um, 
I also my number three is the 2008 Royal Rumble. Nice. So I, I'm right in line with you there. It was as a smart mark. <laughs> everybody knows you were supposed to hate Cena from 2006 to 2015. Yeah, yeah. You were supposed to hate him. Everyone forgot when that music hit and went nuts watching him come out and just raise his head with that smarmy grin on his face like, yeah, I did it. I'm back. <laughs> it, it's such a beautiful moment. Like that That's like a top Royal, uh, Royal Rumble moment for me is John Cena coming at number 30. Again, it was like in half the time that he was supposed to. So that it was just a beautiful, beautiful moment. And the, once again, the crowd, it's like, Mm-hmm. I'm trying to equate it. CM Punk in Chicago. It's when AJ Styles right. debuted. It's just intense crowd reactions that you just can't replicate. When Mankind won the WWF title. Yes. You cannot duplicate it. You cannot manufacture it. It, it. it was raw and organic, and everyone lost their minds collectively at seeing this guy come back. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the reasons you named Piper and Snuka coming in, um, Michaels and Undertaker starting it off being the final two from the year before and then starting it off the next year. It's just, it was uh, very well done. Excellent. Uh, so we're going to jump to three for me, I guess. Uh, oh yeah. Let's go. I'm going Royal Rumble 2006. Um, oh yeah. Ray Mysterio won this. Totally one. forgot about that one. Yeah. That was a great one. Um, so this one, what I love is that the top, or the first two entrants were Triple H and Rey Mysterio. They both lasted more than an hour. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Triple H was number three eliminated. Yeah, he, he was the Third second runner-up. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Mysterio obviously won it, and then he put out Orton at the end there. But you've always yeah. got those two guys in the ring the whole match. Uh, mm-hmm. That's... That's insane. <laughs> That's hard to do. So I, I was a big fan of that. Um, obviously, the story with Mysterio trying to win the Rumble so he can main event WrestleMania in honor of Eddie Guerrero. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have a huge ho- uh, soft spot for Eddie Guerrero because he, right. died, he died on my birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Uh, so I remember I was watching Raw. Uh, I was watching Raw the night after. Cause I, I don't think I was, I wasn't into pay-per-views. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, check the internet that much, but then they opened the show and Eddie Guerrero had passed. And I was like, what the F man? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just love the story behind it. Even though it was completely manufactured by WWE, they, they capitalized on, unfortunately Eddie Guerrero passing away. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, at, at the time when I was a teen, I, I loved it. And, uh, I, I thought mm-hmm. the pacing was good. The people that were in it were good. Uh, Tataka even made a surprise return. Yeah. Um, Coach Reed was in there, which was stupid, but whatever. You got to have some fun (laughs) spots like that. Um, I think Road Warrior Animal was in it. Uh, I can't remember. Yes. Yep. Road Warrior Animal came in. He was already on the roster, though, which which was funny, is that he came in as a member of the SmackDown roster. Right. Uh, Not a surprise entrant. The surprises, if I remember correctly, were Tatanka and Goldust coming back. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Goldust coming back on that one. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just a lot of great great people that were in that match. And then, obviously, Mm -hmm. Mysterio being the marathon man and winning that was just awesome to see. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great pick, brother. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Hit me with your number two. All right. My number two, this was not too hard to come up with, was the 1992 Royal Rumble, where Ric Flair came in at number three, lasted the 59 and a half minutes to win the whole thing. Uh, 
it's Ric Flair. <laughs> I don't know how much more you got to do there, but it's Ric Flair, and he was beautiful the entire time. That coward heel, cocky jerk, he he played himself perfectly. Like, I can't even... I feel like there's not even much to say just because of how good he is. But what I will say, <laughs> and what I will mention, Bobby Heenan was at his best during commentary on that match because he was also sort of a manager for Ric Flair at the time. So everything that he said in his heel fashion was, it's not fair to Flair and Ric Flair shouldn't be in there or Ric Flair shouldn't have had the number three entrant. It's not fair to him. And when he won, just Bobby Heenan chanting, yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, over Howard Finkel trying to announce him. It was, ah, oh man, he, that I think that's the best Heenan has ever been. Uh RIP obviously because that was yeah. that was a hard loss for the wrestling community last year but it Definitely. just a dynamic incredible and another one where anybody could have won it in my mind and this uh this rumble was for the WWF title yes i i have that written here on my note sheet yes <laughs> the stakes were so much higher because there was um it was for the WWF championship hogan and undertaker had traded it back uh in very suspect ways uh, in the previous couple months. So, uh, what's that president's name? Jack Tunney. Is that his name? Yep. Yeah. Jack Tunney vacated the title and said, we are going to just, whoever wins the rumble gets to be champion. And man, oh man, it was flair. Ric Flair, like marathon man lasting 59 something minutes. Was it just over an hour? I can't remember. They said it was over an hour. Actual time was about 59 and a half minutes. Okay. So we'll give it to him. Uh, yeah, (laughs) But like, yeah, like you said, I've not seen this one either, but I've obviously seen the highlights. Um, right. Ric Flair is the best of all time. I mean, you can't, it's hard to trump that dude. And yeah. uh, looking forward after that Royal Rumble, the mania mm-hmm. match that he had with uh, Randy Savage. Yeah. Oh, oh, such a, I will tell you that match is phenomenal. And I'm very glad we got that match. It was supposed to be Hogan and Flair, right. and they even had announced that Hogan was getting the title shot. Somehow that fell through, but at the time, Flair and Hogan would have drawn millions of dollars. Oh, easily. Um, yeah. I, so I listened to Something to Russell podcast with uh, Bruce Pritchard. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah, I have. I haven't okay. listened to it, but I've heard you of it. You need to start listening to it because he, uh, he, he was Brother Love, obviously, back in the day, mm-hmm. and yeah. he just gives a ba- great hindsight reflection into what actually happened. So I guess the, uh, the story is Hogan and Flair were both planning on leaving after mania. So they couldn't oh, something, to, something along those lines. I can't remember. Hogan was going to go do movies or something. And I think Flair was just mm-hmm. done. I think I, I might be misremembering, but yeah, uh, Flair, Flair was actually headed back to WCW, which he didn't go. do until 93. Right. But like they didn't have, they didn't have the contract set up. So I guess they were like, well, we can't put them against each other and have one of them win it. Because then we won't have a champion that's here, uh, right? So that's why they, they, you know, they change things. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a good rumble. I haven't seen it. Need to. Mm-hmm. Need to go watch it. Yeah, I honestly, that is one where I would say watch it start to finish, just straight through. Don't skip ahead to just the eliminations. Pay attention. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, this this one's tough because of mm-hmm. who ended up winning it. Ah. And I hate doing these because it's so, it's just uh, 2004. <laughs> Chris Benoit won the mm. Royal Rumble. Um, yeah. It's hard because obviously of what Chris Benoit did later in life. But right. at the time, I, I always try to look at things at the time. 
2004 Royal Rumble. No one expected Chris Benoit to win that thing. Uh, he mm-hmm. was, I believe, he was forced to be number one because he went after he went after some sort of authority figure. Might have been Eric Bischoff. That was Heyman. Heyman, thank you. It was Paul Heyman. Yeah. So they put him in at number one, and then the dude, the dude just stayed in there and gutted it out every single time. Uh, and he, he wasn't going to win, or, I mean, it didn't look like he was going to win. Yeah. I mean, he had to go up against every other major superstar in that match. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, he, he still came out and won it. I was so shocked. Uh, but I, 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 it's hard because of what he did later in life, but I, at the time, the fact that he did that and then the slow elimination of the big show, he was like, is he going to do it? Is he going to pull him down? Is he going to pull him down? Man. And then he finally does it. Right. Uh, I mean, this one had a lot of great people. Scott Steiner was in this one. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, Big Show, Chris Jericho, John Cena, RVD. Goldberg was in this one. And I believe this is the match that set up uh, Goldberg and Lesnar. Because didn't Lesnar, like, screw with Goldberg in the Rumble? Yes. Yes. Yep. So, I mean, this, there's a lot of good storylines in this one. And the fact that Benoit lasted over an hour and was able to get that done. Uh, I, the story behind it and then going to Mania and beating Triple H and Michaels. I'm obviously big mm-hmm. on storylines. I thought the storyline was played out perfectly here. And mm-hmm. 2004 Rumble at the time was, was pretty epic in my mind. So that's why that one's there. Yeah. All right. Number one. Number one. And you have to look at these in the vacuum. You have to look at them at the time with the storylines going around them. My number one was the 2004 Royal Rumble. <laughs> I, like, I hope that makes you feel better about <laughs> yes, it. Yes, it does. Everything, Chris Benoit is the reason I got into professional wrestling. Okay. I, the match I saw was the Survivor Series angle, Lesnar, I mentioned, at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, watching Benoit work, watching Angle and Benoit work at, together, um, it blew my mind that they could do these things and that they like, it really looked like they were killing each other. Uh, yeah. but they, they were doing phenomenal at it. Uh, and that, that's really what got me hooked was the storylines of Chris Benoit and Benoit lasting the hour one and change, which is still the, the second longest time in a single rumble, um, starting out first. And he didn't, you know, out and leave like Roman Reigns did in 20, what was that? 2016. Uh, he didn't leave. Yeah. He didn't leave halfway through, you know, and, and stay off the ring. He was in the ring and he was wrestling the entire time. Um, I've, I've probably watched this match at least 25 to 30 times um, <laughs> wow. straight through because the, this is, I would say the reason that I love the rumble, the reason I loved Chris Benoit and the reason that I fell in love with professional wrestling, professional wrestling as a whole, uh, he he just did magical things in there. Um, Orton starting off too. This yeah. was Orton's first rumble. He he came in at number two. He highlight for him was when he eliminated Rikishi, and then immediately eliminated Booker T right after it. So he got two like bang bang eliminations that were, you know, bigger names because Rikishi was was huge for a long time, and Booker T was one of those names that everybody knew. Um, Goldberg was in it. Lesnar came in and gave him the F5 to to screw with him. And then Angle tossed out Goldberg. Um, at the end, when it was five superstars against Big Show. Insane. 
oh man, <laughs> it's just I I can't like sometimes I just like have to stop and think about it and be like they planned that so well, and Big Show tossing four out of the five and then that slow, ever so gentle bump over the top rope to the floor for Big Show, where everyone was going nuts and screaming and. It, it was a beautiful moment, and definitely, I'm not trying to take away from anything that Benoit did later in his life. Obviously, that was sure. tragic, um, and we we shouldn't really be, you know, heralding what he did. But you know, in a microscope, in a vacuum, looking at his wrestling career, Benoit's Royal Rumble win is the number one Royal Rumble for me. And then, I mean, you look at what happened afterwards: Benoit and Randy Orton at SummerSlam later that yeah. year. I mean, yeah. that, that anointed Randy Orton. Um, yeah. Mick Foley eliminated Orton, and I believe those two had their uh, epic hardcore match later that year. I could Yeah. Be no, it was after WrestleMania. They had a backlash, and Foley brought back uh, Cactus Jack. Yes. And it was Cactus Jack versus, versus Randy Orton for the Intercontinental title, and it was just... That that Randy Orton has said that is his favorite match that he's ever had. That's probably one of my favorite matches of Randy Orton's yeah. as well. Yeah, I, that, I mean, what I talked about was just the Rumble match itself and how everything was. I, I didn't even talk about you know the storylines that went into it, how it led to the triple threat match with Michaels and Triple H, which frankly is one of the best title matches uh, on any WrestleMania ever. It's, like that. Uh. So good. Just beautiful. And the Just way, beautiful. The way they built up to that, I actually watched this promo uh, for some odd reason. It just popped up on my YouTube. So I was like, sure, let's watch it. And mm-hmm. Triple H and Shawn Michaels were talking about it and how they're going to face off each other. And then Stone Cold comes out and he goes, well, you know, there was a Royal <laughs> Rumble winner. And the, the contract doesn't say which title he can, you know, which title he wants to face for. And then Ben mm-hmm. Wall comes out. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to have a moment here. Uh, yeah. And sure enough. Benoit ended up winning that. And then the ending at the Mania with uh, him and Eddie. Uh, oh, gosh. If you when, when Benoit died, they did not realize what happened, and they aired the tribute show to Benoit. Right. That's what they ended the entire Raw with. Oh, you have and to. I, I shed a tear. I'm not going to lie. I am a man who cried <laughs> at the fact that, that Benoit died. And there's this beautiful moment with two incredible talents that are no longer with us. It was, oh, man. Yeah, that was a beautiful moment at the end of that WrestleMania. I'm not ashamed to say that I cried as well, both with Eddie yes. and uh, Benoit. Um, yeah, I was not a grown man at the time, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a grown man now? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes, good. Good. I, I mean, when when Goldberg came back and he started crying, I welled up a little bit. I didn't like weep, <laughs> but I was like, "Damn, this dude's emotional, and he's no. freaking Goldberg." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, Goldberg is back." It's like when The Rock came back in 2011 and everyone still knew his uh, his catchphrase. Yeah. And he was still, like, you could see him, like, tearing up and getting emotional. Yeah. That was, it's, it's professional wrestling. You're you got to you gotta feel for those, yeah. Right. All right, so my... So you're number one. My number yeah. one. Uh, this one is uh, strictly the feels uh, as a little Bruner 1.0 because uh, this is kind of what got me... Uh, not cement. Yeah, cemented. That's what I'm looking for. Cemented as a wrestling fan. Beforehand, okay. I, was, I was kind of a wrestling fan, and I'd watch it from time to time with my cousin, but I wasn't huge into it. I That's did. what the Rumble does, man. It sucks you in. It, it keeps you forever. Well, for me, it was it was the Rumble itself. It was the build up to it as well, mm-hmm. and that is the 2002 Royal Rumble. Oh, with Triple H coming back. 
mm-hmm. and winning the whole damn thing. Um, so th- before Triple H came back, they were doing these weekly promos of him like training and working out. And I still remember it was U2, Beautiful Day, as the background music. And I bought that freaking CD strictly because of that promo. What? Right. Wow. I, I hated every other song on that damn CD, but I listened to Beautiful Day. And it was the, number, it was the first track, so I was lucky. I could just like put it in and play that one, one song. Um, but the, the whole promo of Triple H coming back, and I was like, dude, this guy is giving his entire life just to get back in a wrestling ring. Like, what the hell? This dude's weird as hell. And then mm-hmm. he comes back, I believe it was Madison Square Garden, and that whole crowd just erupted and was insane. And it, apparently he was supposed to be a bad guy. <laughs> but, you know, after seeing those promos, seeing him come back, seeing him train. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, after that, Triple H goes into the Royal Rumble. Um, I, I didn't think he was going to win it. You know, I thought, you know, mm-hmm. this is just the guy who's going to make his big return and hopefully set the stage for a big WrestleMania match. And then he, that clothesline over Kurt Angle. And I was like, ah, oh. yeah. Oh, I just, I, it got me going when I was 2000, 2002. I would, would have been 12, <laughs> 13. Yeah. 12 or well. 13. And that was the one I was like, all right, I enjoy this. Like that, uh, that pulled my heartstrings that pulled, uh, mm-hmm. pulled the feels. So 2002 Royal Rumble, Triple H. That clothesline on Angle was one of the most beautiful over-the-top clotheslines I've ever seen. I felt like was, he did it like full force too. Like he wasn't holding. He back. didn't look like it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Took his head off. He killed him. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2002, absolutely a, a phenomenal rumble. Um, it's the longest rumble in history because they did two-minute intervals instead of the 90 seconds. Right. Uh, and then you had the return of uh, Val Venus. You had the return of Goldust. You had the return of the Godfather, who hadn't been there in a really long time. Yeah. Uh, and in my mind, the most important, you had the return of Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfect who yeah. was the third one left before being eliminated by Triple H. But I thought Mr. Perfect was going to win it for a minute. I was like, oh, they're finally going to right? give him his due here. Yeah. I, I, when I watched that um, going back, looking at the buildup and watching the match, I, I really thought they were going to either give Austin a fourth or Angle was going to win it. I, I also did not think Triple H would win it. This is also a little side story here. The uh, the Maven and Undertaker. Oh my! Why have we not talked about that? Yeah. The Why mini- was that not the first thing that came out of our mouths in <laughs> 2002? That is the single greatest Royal Rumble moment in history. Oh, it was so good. You can quote me on that. That <laughs> is the single greatest Royal Rumble moment in history because that proved anything could happen in that Royal Rumble match. Some nobody from Tough Enough knocked out the big dog in the yard in just a beautiful dropkick and everyone was stunned. And there's one shot of Maven just on the turnbuckle with the crowd behind him. And it was just a beautiful shot of him celebrating. I, he did that. And then the undertaker whipped his ass <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for like, yeah, I, I think it's still happening. Like 16 years later, it's still <laughs> happening. Yeah. We kind of glossed over that, didn't we? Oh my gosh. He just totally whipped his ass for, all the way through that arena. And then there would be little cutscenes, and, oh, it was just good. It was good. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Throwing him into the popcorn machine. Yes. Oh, <laughs> solid. Uh, yeah. So, I, like I said, the, it's all the emotional appeal there. The, the main, the match mm-hmm. itself was pretty good. Uh, I have no complaints, nothing to really, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't put the camera on the wrong guy at the wrong time and miss AJ Styles <laughs> debuting or something like that. 
<laughs> wow, man, that 2016 Rumble had a lot of things wrong with it, didn't it? Yeah, just really bad. <laughs> you know, I I almost put the last last year's Royal Rumble. I almost put that in there just because there were so many big names and there was a lot there of intrigue there. But uh, it, it was good. I was no complaints. Ty Dillinger even coming in at ten was awesome because you, oh, you knew it was happening. You, right, right, yeah. The 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 2017 Rumble well, was probably one of the best ones in in recent history, and I'm talking about maybe the last ten years. Yeah, yeah. Like that was that was really good. Um. Jericho lasting another 50-something minutes. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns lasting, well, <laughs> like... Coming in at 30. Yeah. Getting uh, his hail of booze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's just a lot of good ones in that one. But 2002 Royal Rumble, that was definitely it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so there's our top five. Let's kind of talk about this year's two Royal Rumbles because mm-hmm. there's more than one this year. That's right. Um, I'm kind of intrigued as to how they're going to do this because if they do minute 30 intervals, there's two hours of the pay-per-view roughly. Yeah. Um, uh, I was thinking the same thing. Now I, we're recording this early. I don't know when this podcast is going to drop, but we're recording it early. So right now there aren't too many people who are announced for either rumble. Right. Um, but for the women's Kurt Angle made the announcement on raw. Yep that what's good for the men is good for the women. So it's still going to be 30 entrants and still going to be over the top rope. But he, the biggest thing to me was what he didn't say, which is what those time intervals are going to be. Right. So I, I can't imagine they'll do 90 second intervals for each of them. Kind of. Uh, either they'll do 60 for both or 60 for the women and 90 for the men. Because if you're looking at four hours of a pay-per-view and two of them are Royal Rumble matches, that's exhausting. Well, they're actually starting at 7, so it's going to be a five-hour pay-per-view. <laughs> Special start time is 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Well, 7 to 11, right? Does oh, it go to midnight? Jeez, I can't do math. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bruner, you idiot. No, one, no one's paying you to do math. It's yeah, fine. that's good. Uh, yeah, so four hours. You're right. Good call. <laughs> yeah. So my, my guess would be they open the show with the um, women's Royal Rumble and then close the show with the men's. That would make sense because I mean we've got uh, we've got Lesnar, Strowman, and Kane in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the U.S. title match final is going to be at the Royal Rumble. Okay, yeah, that's uh, what I'm looking at too. Um, I'm trying to think what else there is. is I don't think a- there's anything else announced. Not yet. My assumption is um, they're going to have something with Woken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Please, please, please. They have to. I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> I'm I'm all about the Woken Matt Hardy. As stupid oh, and silly yeah. as it is, I love it. That Woken Matt Hardy is the thing that you tell your friends, hey, you got to watch professional wrestling. It's better now. And then Woken Matt Hardy comes up, and they're like, I don't get this. <laughs> exactly. And it turns them off forever. That, that's exactly it. Some of my good friends uh, who watch it still don't get it. And they're like, I, I hate this thing. And I'm like, ah, you, yeah. don't, you don't get it. You don't <laughs> it comes around. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm assuming there will be a WWE title match, Styles for mm-hmm. someone. I don't know who. Yeah, it would have to be. Kevin Owens, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. There's there's plans. We talked about plans for uh, oh, whatever the mat, the pay-per-view is before WrestleMania. It's a SmackDown pay-per-view, and it's going to be apparently a, a five-way match for the title. Fastlane? Which would be... Yeah, Fastlane. That's what it is. It's uh, uh, Reportedly, it's going to be Styles versus... Nakamura, Orton, Zayn, and Owens. That's oh, what's wow. been reported. I can't imagine one of those four would 
win the Rumble. No. If they are going to be in that match. Mm. But that ruins my Royal Rumble winner pick. Was it Nakamura? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I picked him in the last podcast when we were just briefly talking about it. Uh, Mr. Raven and I were talking about it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I listened to that one. Yep. All right. So I picked Nakamura because I was like, this sets up the perfect Nakamura versus Styles match. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. For Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, it still could happen. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Plans change. Uh, all right. So. Right now, from what I'm seeing, we've got Elias, Randy Orton, Nakamura, John Cena, and Finn Balor on the men. Right. Five out of 30. I mean, that's all we got. Uh, And the women, Naomi, Asuka, Ruby Riot, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Paige, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. Mm. Um, So let's start with the women real quick. I assume there's going to be some crazy names in here. I'm sure you've seen some of the rumors of, like, Ronda Rousey. I heard that one. I don't know if it's true. Obviously, no one does because, you know, it's Ronda Rousey. Right. Um, but the rumor is she's training to be a wrestler. Wow. That's a good way to debut her as long it as you keep be. the camera on her. It would be. That would be something that would – well, it might be something to get people into Mania, but we're a couple years removed from her relevance, so I don't know how much draw she actually has anymore. Uh, yeah, and she hasn't, she isn't big on like social media and stuff like that. So I don't know if mm-hmm. people are keeping up with her as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, those are the nine of the 30 we know. Obviously mm-hmm. there's going to be a Becky Lynch will be thrown in there. Uh, oh, yeah. what's her name? Uh, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, mm-hmm. all those people are probably going to be thrown in there. Yeah. I, the only name that I can see winning it is Asuka. Yes. <laughs> That's the only person that I could, I could look at these names that are listed or look at anybody else that's on the roster and say, Oh, that's going to be it. I think with Nia Jax, she may have been a contender if they didn't completely neuter her with this Enzo Amore gimmick or storyline that she has right now. Right. So I can't see her doing it, but Asuka, I would not be surprised if Asuka takes the whole thing. I expect Oscar to win, and that's why I don't think Oscar's going to win. <laughs> because every, I think everyone's expecting it. She hasn't lost. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. With this, I don't think this would technically count as a loss on her record. No, no, so, wouldn't. I, I think they're talking about how she's undefeated in like pinfall matches, right? Pinfall or submission matches. So I, if, even if she was eliminated, it's not going to hurt that streak that she has going. But like you said, I don't know who else could win this. Mm-hmm. I would have picked per- Charlotte, but she's the champ. Right. Maybe Paige? Me- Maybe. Yeah. I'm looking at the names. Paige has the rest of Absolution behind her. Yep. So that would be good. Uh, Ruby Riot apparently doesn't have the other two ladies to back her up. I'm sure. But Paige does. So I, I could see Paige in like a 2009 where Orton had uh, Legacy with him. Yeah. I could see Paige with Mandy Rose and Sonny Deville and working through that and taking it. But yeah. besides that, Asuka is the only name that makes any sense. I, I feel like there could be some NXT call-ups here too. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, and, you know, the legend, the surprise legends that have come back. You, these are all names that you did not even think about for the male Rumble because you wouldn't bring a female legend to participate in the regular Rumble in the years past. So Right. Uh, Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus. Yeah, exactly. Lita, Lita yeah. Beth uh, Phoenix. Beth Phoenix, although she just gave birth a while ago, so I don't know if that'll happen. Did um, she really? Yeah. she. Do I they think have two kids, though? Edge and her have two kids, yeah. 
Oh, geez. All right. Well, <laughs> right. Maybe not heard that. Yeah. I, I don't know how recently it was, but obviously you got to give some time. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Karma's still yeah. out there. Awesome yeah. Kong. She could be a surprise. She's, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Uh, There's a lot of girls in the, uh, the May Young Classic who could show up. Yep. Uh, Kyrie Sane, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, all those girls. I, mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. I think you go left field and have a Hall of Famer like Victoria or Jacqueline come in. Yeah, that'd be epic. Trying Somebody think. that you wouldn't see, uh, Alundra Blaze. Yeah. I mean, she's she's like 60, but. Yeah, you know, you got to have one good spot in there. Well, May Young was out there when she was 80 taking power bombs through tables. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, Bruce Pritchard talked about that on his podcast. And he, uh, I guess Vince McMahon told Bubba Ray, like, dude, if you kill her, your ass is grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will be dead. Uh, oh, man. All right, so I think we're both going with Oscar on that one. I think we are, too. Just kind of by default, unfortunately. Um, mm. All right, so for the men, we've only got five. Uh, but, you know, you can kind of put in the blanks of who else will be in there. Roman Reigns will probably be in there. Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think, look, after three straight years of the Royal Rumble crowd booing the crap out of Roman Reigns, you think they would know not to put him in this match this year? Especially or as number have 30, him, like they oh, did last year. Everyone thought it was going to be Samoa Joe or Kane or someone else, and then out comes Roman Reigns. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a letdown. Especially after he'd already had a match. He was kind of like in the back of my mind. Yeah. Uh, uh, Samoa Joe will probably be in this match. Um, yeah, I would imagine. Um, trying to think who else the big names, Kevin Owens, uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens and Sam. Yeah, man, you're reading my mind today, brother. <laughs> I have my moments. Oh, uh, that's good. Uh, Jason Jordan and Rollins probably end up in here. Yep. Cesaro and Sheamus are one of them. Bobby Roode. Uh, Ty Dillinger has got to come in at number 10 again. Let's just keep that going. <laughs> yeah. Every Until year. he retires, he's going to be number 10 every year. <laughs> Baron Corbin. Um, well, the, yeah, Baron Corbin has already been eliminated from the the U.S. title right. tournament. So, right. yeah, I could see him in this match. Uh, Last year, he had a great showing. He eliminated Strowman. He lasted a long time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw two curveballs here. Okay. Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. Both. Uh, I knew I knew where you were going with that. I both knew of it. them. I'm stealing this oh. from my friend Tyler. Uh, because he has said this from since day one, he goes, something's in the works here because apparently Jericho's contract with WWE ran out, which, mm-hmm. which I did not know. There's an article right now on the geekiverse.com. Jeff Pavlock wrote it. It's about Omega and Jericho and how they've made wrestling feel like it's totally real again. And I think it's yep. great. Um, I read it. It's great. Everybody who's listening should go read that article right now because it is top notch. And I would tell you if it sucked because I hate Pavlock, but that's a good article. <laughs> I is there anybody it. you work with that you like? Because no. it's Josiah. It's pa- All right. I hate them all. I hate the Grumpy right. Geek. I hate uh, Jamie. I hate <laughs> Seth. I hate everyone. Yeah. So. Oh, well, who doesn't hate Seth? That's fair. See? That's you fair. <laughs> yeah, you, haven't even, you barely met him and you hate him. So right. imagine living with him for I a year. I hate Adam. I hate, yeah, I hate everyone. Um, but there's something's got to be in the works here. Like it just seems to me like Omega and Jericho could build off that match, give it two or three weeks and then debut in the, or not debut, come back and then debut for Omega in the rumble. And that crowd's going to be insane. I, yeah, I feel like something's got to be happening. Rumble crowds are notoriously smart. So they know who Omega is by reputation and they will be very excited to see him come out. 
Uh, that same thing with Styles. Like I had no idea Styles was coming out, and I am a. I read the dirt sheets now. I try and get hip mm-hmm. on the internet. It had been rumored. There had been talks about it. He was actually kicked out mm-hmm. of the Bullet Club beforehand. Right. But I didn't know. <laughs> it caught me yeah. off guard. I was freaking out. I almost mm-hmm. cried. I was listening to actually a, a Talk Is Jericho podcast, and he was interviewing the club, which was Anderson and Gallows, yep. about the exit. And apparently, whoever was running the the Japanese promotion just kind of expected that they would all resign. And by all, I mean Anderson, Gallows, Styles, and Nakamura. And one after the other, they went to him and said, "We're signing with WWE." And apparently, he was just shattered. He had no idea what to do with the rest of his rest of his roster. So that's when he started, you know, hobbling something else together. But yeah, uh, it's a thing you can't count on anything in this business. Not at all. Um, but I mean, those are the two big names I expect to debut. There could be like a legend in there. Uh, Booker T might show up again. HBK, I don't know. Just crazy. Well, HBK won't come back. I feel like he's done. Stay done. Don't no. don't come back, HBK. Hey, if they clear him, and this is far left field, but if they clear him, Daniel Bryan might come in. Oh, that's the one I thought depending, of. Depending on how they rework this Owens, Zane, Shane angle with Bryan in the middle of it, maybe Bryan gets cleared to wrestle again. Maybe Bryan comes in as a late entrant. If they came back at 30, that crowd is going to go bananas. Oh, man. Absolutely insane. It's going to be bigger than WrestleMania 30. Like, oh, I mean, I know that crowd was lit as soon as they got over the Undertaker losing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that first that first few moments of that uh, title match was rough. And then Absolutely. Finally, they started getting a build up again. But uh, if Brian comes back, I'm going to lose it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cry tears yeah. of joy. I'm going to tell you one more thing. All right. This may have you judge me pretty harshly. Oh, but after a lot of viewing his matches and watching his entrances and listening to him, I am not a fan of Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I feel like they've built him incorrectly in WWE. Okay. And I, I right now I'm not a big fan of him either just because they, they <laughs> keep doing dumb stuff with him. Like yeah. in NXT, they simply just had him go out and wrestle, and then mm-hmm. he'd say like a word if that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was great because they just built him correctly. He's just a Japanese buzzsaw, not to steal from mm-hmm. J- Tajiri here, <laughs> but he just beats like him and Sami Zayn tore the house down because he oh, didn't... in his debut, yeah, such a beautiful match because they they didn't make him do anything. He's like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura and I'm here and I challenge Sami Zayn. All right, cool, I get it, like awesome. And then like in NXT, he didn't do anything except wrestle. Now, mm-hmm. now they're having him do like hokey, funny promos, and uh, the uh, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Just make him the guy. Like he should have already been the champion. He should have beat Jinder Mahal, and they they ruined it for him. Yeah. So I think if they build off that reaction that he got at Money in the Bank when him and Styles were just standing in the ring, and they're mm-hmm. just like, "Yo, give this match at Mania. The crowd's gonna be bananas because they're a smart crowd." Great. Like Styles can carry the promo load on that one, and they'll be fine. But I don't know if they'll do it. I don't think they'll do it. No, I'm scared. I want I want I Nakamura to win and then go face AJ Styles. Yeah, it's still because, you know, the years in its infancy here, we don't really have an idea of what WWE is thinking. But and that's different from, you know, the past couple I think since two thousand ten you could always kinda tell who was gonna win. Yeah, even to some going extent. Going into it. To some yeah. extent, for the, sure. I I thought last year I wasn't really sure. This year I have no idea how they're gonna how they're gonna go about it. Yeah, last year I was not prepared for Orton at all. 
No, not um, at all. <laughs> uh, the year before, that's when Triple H won, which I kind of suspected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year before that, 15. I can't remember which one that was. 15. Was that Sheamus? Not Sheamus. Uh, 2015 was Roman Reigns. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that one I expected. Yeah, because it was 2010 was Edge, and then it was Del Rio. Then Sheamus was 2012. There you go. Uh, Cena was 2013. Which I Batista. Batista was 2014, which I was at. Nice. Yeah. That one was in... Uh... Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That was. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of weird because everyone wanted Daniel Ryan to come out and he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was the same uh, in the, in the building. Exactly the same. Everyone thought that Daniel Bryan would be number thirty, and now came Mysterio. And we're like, wait a minute, is that everybody? Ray Mysterio could come back this year. There's rumors of that. He could. I don't think it would be as big of a moment. No, probably not. People would be uh, excited, but you know, mm-hmm. it won't be like, oh my god. Right. Um, all right, so I'm going to put you on the spot. You have one person to select as your Royal Rumble champion. Oh. Who are you taking? Oh, man, if I have if I have to put one person. And honestly, you can pick anyone because there's not too many names announced. Yeah. <laughs> I got an entire roster to work with. Right. I, if I would want someone to win it, maybe two weeks ago I would have picked Ambrose before he hurt himself, which <laughs> it kills me. You're right. I would love to see Seth Rollins win. Okay. I, I don't think it's likely because of the storyline he's in right now. Right. But I, w- I would love to see him go back for the title. If not, uh, Finn Balor, who oh, is announced. Yes. Uh, all right. So I was thinking Balor as well because literally just because of what happened last night when he was talking to Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, Kurt, I'm the first ever universal champion. I never lost my title. And I've mm-hmm. never gotten a one-on-one rematch. And I was like, ooh, they're sowing some seeds here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll give it to him though. They don't like his. Little, I don't know. He's too little for him. They don't like him. They put him back with the club. I saw, and I'm I'm so, stoked. Yeah, so am I. That's perfect. They they needed something to do. Those guys are too talented not to be. So if they're in the rumble, if the two of them somehow squeeze their way in, they could help Balor win it. Maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. That'd be very club esque. Yeah, it would be. And hey, if Omega comes out, maybe uh, Nick and Matt Jackson come out too. Oh, you're just toying with me now. It won't happen. I know. I, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> and then Cody Rhodes comes back, and then we just have a full club reunion, and then it's Bullet Club for yeah. life. <laughs> Everyone's too sweet in the middle of the ring because yeah. it's, it's legal in WWE. And then this, Vince McMahon has a heart attack in the back, and, <laughs> and that's the end of it. And then Triple H runs the company. Uh, yeah. I'm so not, for you, you get you get one pick. I'm, I'm going to stick with Nakamura. Just because, you are? Yeah. All right. Even though you kind of poo-pooed all that for me. I'm, I'm going to stick with Nakamura and see what happens there. I mean, okay. give me two weeks and maybe I'll change my mind. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with Nakamura. Okay. Right. I, res- I respect that. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see what happens. Uh, so, Royal Rumble is in, uh, what, four weeks? January 28th? Four weeks. January 29th? Yeah, 28th. You're right. Yep. Yeah, don't question me. I know everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know Jack Squat. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, we will uh, we'll be sure to keep updating people as the Royal Rumble oh, draws closer. Oh, we didn't closer. we didn't talk about the title match. We got we got to rip that. Oh one my quick. gosh, we're doing the whole card. All right, go for it. Title match: Lesnar, Bra- Str- Strowman, and uh, Kane. I'd love to see Strowman win it. I think Lesnar takes uh, the retention. Yeah, why are you toying with me? Like obviously it's going to be Lesnar. 
The yeah. rumor, the rumor is Lesnar and Reigns for at Mania again. Cause I. Oh God. Cause Mania. Uh, yeah. Why? Why do you hate me, WWE? We did this yeah. once. It was stupid. Everyone was pissed off, and then you had Seth Rollins cash in, and you saved yourself. There's no cash in this year, boy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, they took that 2015 WrestleMania. Uh, they took a card that was pretty underwhelming and turned it into one heck of a show. Yeah. And the fact that they can't do that again if they have Lesnar reigns to 1.5, I guess. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, I think Lesnar retains, but at the same time, if Strowman pins Kane and not Lesnar, you could set that up and just keep that going. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying here. I got. I don't know. I think Lesnar Stro- retains. Strowman's do in my mind. He he's advanced so much since he came out. What was it? 2015 he debuted. Yeah, yeah. He is so much better than he was then. I'm I'm mad that he lost to Reigns already one on one, and he lost to yeah. Lesnar one on one. It's like he mm-hmm. shouldn't be losing hardly ever. That's right. your that's your new monster. That's your new Kane. That's your new Taker. That's your new whoever. Right. Like, ugh. he hasn't even had a WrestleMania match. He was in the Andre the Giant. That was it last year. Which he should have won. Which he should have won. They gave it to Mojo Raleigh, who did nothing for a year. And he's still doing nothing. <laughs> still doing nothing. He's in, the, he's in this U.S. title tournament. Ooh, which, you know, the, the finals would be at Rumble, but I don't... He's going to lose to Bobby Roode, I hope. Yeah, I imagine the finals will be Jinder, Bobby, and maybe would... Jinder takes the title. Ugh, now I hate life. <laughs> uh... I like Jinder I like Mahal. This is how they should have started him, but they, they ruined... Anything that could have been done with Jinder Mahal with pushing him to the title so quickly. Yeah, they pushed him too quickly. He wasn't bad. He wasn't the worst <laughs> I've ever seen. But it's, yeah, it just felt forced and everyone knew it. And then it just, uh, I'm sure kids who were watching this were like, oh, I hate Jinder Mahal because he's, you know, a bad guy and he talks bad about Americans. It's like, nah, I hate him because he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> his, that's fair. His best match was against Styles, and that's because Styles carried him. But I mean, you know, they put on a great match. I'm not mad about it. They did. They really did put on a great match. So those are the only four matches we have confirmed. Yeah. Uh, there will be a U.S. title match. We don't know who the finals are yet. There will be mm. the universal title match. Uh, and then the men's and women's Royal Rumble. And that's it. All right. So we'll have to, we'll have to reconvene again closer to the Rumble and see what, we, uh, see what we can come up with. That sounds good to me. All right, man. Do uh, do some plug skis. You want it? You can do uh, whatever you want to do. You can do some victory one, or you can do your Twitter again. Whatever you want to do. I'll always do victory one. Come check out victory one wrestling. Uh, as you listened to, hopefully in the last podcast, I'm a referee for that promotion. Uh, it's victory one wrestling on Facebook and on YouTube. Personal Twitter is Liggy Smalls04. You can follow me if you want. I'm not too active, but uh, Kevin Owens is. So follow Kevin Owens too. <laughs> His name is literally Liggy Smalls. Uh, I can't get past it. There's also a, I own it. There's a Liggy Lights. There's a Liggy Smalls. Liggy Small Smalls. Oh my gosh! There's so many weird Liggy Smalls on Twitter. <laughs> Guys, we're missing a great opportunity to check out Liggy Smalls on Twitter. Yeah. All right. So uh, be sure to follow. I didn't do this last podcast. I forgot. Be sure to follow the Geekiverse on all the social medias. Uh, we've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, listen to Geeks Talk Wrestling. We're going to try and do more of these in 2018. Uh, here's a little plug ski. Every Wednesday morning, we're going to start doing Facebook Lives with Bruner 1.0. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, this, this, uh, by the time this comes out, this will already have happened. But be sure to tune in every Wednesday mornings <laughs> for Facebook because I'm going to start it tomorrow, which is, oh, not, this is 
This real. is big news in the past. That's great. Yeah, so it's something I've wanted to do for a long time, and there's nothing stopping me from doing it, so I'm just going to do it because uh, that's how I roll. So we're going to talk everything uh, geeky. It's not just wrestling. We'll do movies, Netflix. You could just ask me questions because that's Facebook Live. Um, every Everyone does it nowadays, so I feel like we're slacking. We need to get on it. So boom, 2018, the year of Facebook Live with Bruner 1.0 every Wednesday morning. So. Be that sure sounds to, like great content right there. Yeah, be sure to tune in. Send me some questions. Swear at me. I don't care. Do whatever you want. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, it's going to be like five to ten minutes of your day in the morning. Whatever. It'll be great. So be sure to tune into that. Uh, for now, though, Mr. Daniel Liggett, thanks for, thanks for coming on with me, man. Hey, it's my pleasure. I can talk about the Rumble hours upon hours. So I've got to go to work. Glad to have. I've got to go to work at some point, so we can't do it for hours. <laughs> Maybe like from yeah. this, I can part party part of every day. Do you no, know that what, makes sense. Do you know what movie I'm quoting? Party part of every day? Yeah. No, I have no idea. Damn it. I always quote this movie and no one understands me. Uh, it's from Role Models. Part of every... Oh, with sing, uh, Sean William Scott? Yeah, he's singing uh, Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. And part of every day. And he's like, nah, dude, it's party every day. He goes, yeah, well, I can only party like part of every day, like from two to four. <laughs> I quote role, role models way too much. I'm weird. I think I, I think I watched that once on Comedy Central years Ugh. ago, so I'm, I'm not going to be a good... Because uh, that was a Christopher Mintz Plasse, too, right? I, sure. I don't know. <laughs> the, the kid, the dork who did the uh, oh, yeah, role-playing, yeah. the uh, LPR. It's... Uh, LARPing. Yeah, yeah. it's... Uh, what's his name in Superbad? McLovin. McLovin. Yes. Yeah. We're going off the rails here. I'm gonna, I'm we gonna, did. I'm going to end this. We did. In, ready? And you, you got five seconds to say whatever you want in five... Four. Go where right. you want. Go for uh, it. I'll miss you, man. <laughs> All right, that's where we're ending it. See you.